welcome back to Figuring It Out. This is my 18th episode, something like that. It's weird to think that I started this in January. Now it's May. And I mean, it's not like we're halfway through the year, actually. Like the halfway point of the year is July, like beginning of July. But anyways, I don't know. It's just been a weird time. Time has been weird. Okay. (laughs) So in this episode, I really wanted to talk about therapy and a little bit of my mental health journal uh, journal journey and just because yeah it's just something that I'm kind of experiencing again um experiencing like another on onset is that the word it's just been a heavier time with my depression lately so I wanted to talk about it because I don't think I've really done a dedicated episode to mental health or therapy. So I really wanted to touch on that for anyone who's interested or for anyone who is experiencing depression or anxiety or other mental health issues, because it's pretty common. And I think I was talking about this with someone else recently, like how I don't know many people or it almost seems rare to find people my age like you know in their 20s or late teenage years who doesn't have mental health issues I mean really like if you are around my age or maybe you're even in your 30s I don't know it just definitely seems rare to come across someone who's like mentally healthy to a pretty like far extent you know I know maybe like a couple people, but honestly, it's like so many of my friends and even not like not non-friends, just so many people I know in my age group have really either struggled with it in the past or are going through it right now. So um, for anyone who is going through a hard time mentally, you're definitely not alone. And I hope that me sharing my experience can help you feel less alone, or maybe you are someone who doesn't really deal with these things and you're just curious. I hope that this can help explain what some people go through, especially maybe you know someone close to you who has depression or uh, other things that they struggle with. So yeah, Um, this is something that's very close to my heart because depression is something I've dealt with for eight years on and off. I'll go into that a little bit more in the episode, but we'll just go through some life updates right now. So let's see. I feel like really the biggest update is just that I've been applying to some jobs. I did a couple interviews last week and I'm just figuring out, you know, along with the title of this podcast, figuring out what I want to do. And it's been hard because... I have had a return of my depression. And so I've honestly been very unmotivated recently and lacking a lot of energy, even to make content. So you might notice if you follow me on Instagram, I haven't been posting much since I got back from my trip. And I just really haven't had the energy. I haven't had the motivation. And yeah, so I just want to be honest about that. But I thought, you know, It's still worth it to do the podcast for sure, but it's really hard. It's really hard when you have depression to like get yourself to do things because you start spiraling and yeah. So anyways, I am trying to take care of myself the best 
take care of myself the best that I can. I've been looking for therapists recently, but it's been hard to find a therapist who is available, to be honest. Like several of the ones that I called are just like, sorry, we're busy. We're booked. Like we don't have much availability. So getting that answer when you're going through a hard time and when you are experiencing like intense depression uh getting that answer is really discouraging so and it kind of just makes everything worse and yeah the the title of this is going to be when you know you, you need therapy and I know I need therapy right now I've had therapists in the past but okay wait back to life updates the yeah the only other thing is I've been going on a few dates so that's been interesting (laughs) gone on a few dates now being back on the apps is interesting for sure I have some things that I want to rant about or just one thing I've like experienced so far is so many guys hate girls being into astrology (laughs) And it's like, I don't know why it's, why is it such a turnoff or like such a big thing that so many straight men hate? I don't know. Maybe we'll talk about that in a future episode, but it's definitely a thing where a lot of guys are not into it and they think it's complete like BS, but so many of my female friends are into it. And I mean, it's not like it's my life but I am interested in it. And I think, I think we are affected by the stars because we come from the stars and I've also studied physics and astrophysics. And I do know like how powerful some of these stars are and like, you know, the power that they exert on a literal level. So anyways, uh, that, that, <laughs> that's a rant for another time. Oof. And then also the fact that so many guys on these dating apps think it's attractive to post pictures of them chugging alcohol yeah super attractive (laughs) okay anyways that's my little rant there but I had a nice date last um Saturday and the week before I went on a date with someone who I thought was nice and they literally said they wanted to see me again and like even mentioned making plans for that Monday after and they have ghosted me since then. So it's been like a week and a half. No response from them. Maybe an emergency happened, but I was a little disappointed in that happening. I was like, really? So my goal these days is to not ghost anyone and just, and to be as honest as possible. Like if I didn't feel a connection, I'm just going to say that as soon as I know, or, or, you know, the day, the day after the date, I'm not going to keep people guessing. Like if you're dating or meeting new people, like, yeah, that's, that's my new goal is to like, be honest. If I don't really, if I didn't enjoy it, or like, if I didn't feel a connection, I'm just going to say like, Hey, I didn't feel a connection. And, but you know, it was nice to meet you. Yeah. So that's, that's something that I'm prioritizing it's to be as honest and direct with people as I can these days because yeah no ghosting I think I'm sure I have ghosted people in the past so you know this is something you gotta work on and 
inner work, you know, this whole episode, we're, we're going to talk about inner work and picking yourself up and helping yourself knowing, like facing your own ego, knowing you need to change certain behaviors about yourself because none of us are perfect. And it's hard to accept that reality to like see the flaws in yourself and try to work on fixing them and improving them. So anyways, that's pretty much it for my life updates. So what I'm going to do is jump into my experience with depression and maybe even like clarify what depression is exactly for some of you who may not be as experienced with it. So I first experienced it when I was 14 and here is how I kind of like, I guess, figured that out what I was experiencing. So it hit me hard when I started my freshman year of high school. And I think part of that was because maybe it was partly hormones, but I think uh, another big part of it was that a lot of my friends from middle school went to a different high school. And I was kind of like the odd one out who was in a different school district kind of. So I had to leave behind a lot of my old friends and I tried to keep in touch with them, but when you go to different high schools, you just start associating with the people you see in person. And naturally you just kind of, um, yeah, like fade away, like go your separate ways. And so I felt like I lost some very special friendships or just, you know, friendships that were my foundation for a while. So I think that was part of it, you know, had to make a lot of new friends and, think that's when I started to feel like I struggled to make friends who were uh, similar to me or just like made me feel comfortable to be myself because I had some really great friends in middle school who were just as weird as me and it made me really feel like myself Um, and so yeah I think my freshman year of high school I really struggled to find people who would be who would like really bring out myself, who would help me be my true self. So yeah, I made friends, but like, I don't, I really struggled to make deeper connections and I just felt like I was very out of place. And that is usually the setup for someone to start developing a lot of loneliness or sadness is when you struggle to make friends, you feel out of place, And you're probably, you know, going through the height of puberty or whatever. So gradually throughout my freshman year of high school. um, Oh, another big part of part of it was that I wasn't really feeling challenged or stimulated in school. Like, honestly, I'll just say it like the classes were too easy for me compared to the rigorous middle school I went to. I just... I realized something about myself that I need like a lot of intellectual stimulation and I need to be challenged in order to feel more fulfilled. So I was feeling pretty unfulfilled and unstimulated um, because yeah, I just wasn't being challenged in my classes. So throughout the year, I remember having a lot of free time after marching band season ended, which it ends in November basically so a lot I mean I was busy up until then and then marching band ended and I just had so much free time and I didn't have much to fill it up with 
So like I didn't have a lot of friends to hang out with after school. I wasn't part of any clubs at the time and I wasn't being challenged enough in school to where I didn't even have that much homework to do when I went home. So all of these things together and probably hormones too, um, all these things started to make me feel lonely and purposeless, you kind of useless, like, you know, it's like I wasn't being challenged with, you know, I wasn't having all this homework to do. I wasn't feeling challenged in my classes. And I had way too much time after school. And I was just like, alone for so much time. And I would see other people hanging out with each other on Instagram. And look, this is when social media like was first kind of at its prime, I guess, 2014. So yeah, I was like at home, pretty bored and alone, seeing a lot of other people having like the best time of their life with their friends, whether they were or not, it looked like they were, at least they were together doing fun things. And I mean, I didn't want to be with those people anyway, because like they were more party people and I wasn't like that. And I've never never really been like that um except I mean I do like to go clubbing every now and then and dancing and I do like to socialize more now I think than I used to but even still I wasn't gonna be my inauthentic self just to like hang out with people who weren't bringing out the best in me so I would have rather stayed home anyway but all these things combined really like laid the ground for depression. And also I have a predisposition for it. I think that's the word. Um, Genetically, like my dad, I know had depression when he was younger. He can't really remember it that much, but he definitely had it on his side and maybe even like someone else in his family. I don't know. Um, So that comes from his side and my mom's side has anxiety. So I am... (laughs) pretty well predisposition for having it. And I mean, I believe in something called epigenetics, which is that you can be born with the gene, like a gene for cancer, for example. I mean, that's a very simple, um, simple example, but just because you're born with that gene doesn't mean it's going to like express itself. So genes can be turned on or turned off, not Um, every gene has to be turned on. So just because you're born with a predisposition for something doesn't mean it's going to, that gene's going to express itself. So really it's about your environment. And if your environment makes that gene express, express itself or not. So, you know, all of these things I was experiencing in my environment and um, socially, intellectually, you know, all these factors combined basically made that gene turn on, I think. So by the end of my freshman year, yeah, I was just like sitting at home and I was, maybe I was crying. I can't even remember it that much. And I would just be like doing nothing. And I didn't know what to do with myself. And all this time I had, I did photography at the time, but still like that didn't take up enough of my time and didn't fulfill me enough because the other areas of my life were lacking, you know, friendships and um, feeling useful in my classes. And yeah. So I remember like 
sitting at home after school, like looking out the window all dramatically and just starting to feel really useless and feel more down than I had ever felt in my life. And it just built up and it just kept building up. Um, And I think I started to have thoughts of not wanting to be alive. And I probably should have put a trigger warning on this that I am going to talk about some of those very like negative thoughts. So yeah, if you don't want to listen to that, I completely understand. But yeah, it was when I first started having these thoughts. Um, I don't know when I realized what I was really experiencing until the end of the year. And I think I finally started talking to my mom about it. And the only exposure I had to depression at the time was watching some of those commercials um, for like antidepressants for older people. And so I thought that depression was really just for like older people, you know, people in their forties, fifties, having their midlife crisis or whatever. And so basically I think I just started to realize I was having something, I was having depression, which is, you know, more commonly for older people. So yeah, that's just what I thought at the time. And when I started sharing some of my thoughts with my mom, she was like, you know, we should really take you to therapy. And therapy was definitely more stigmatized at the time. And I was pretty resistant to it. I mean, needless to say, I wouldn't be going to therapy for another four years till I was 18. So yeah, I didn't get into therapy at that time. But one night I did have a bit of a realization that I was being understimulated in school. And I thought about my brother who in high school did the IB program, which is the international baccalaureate program. And it's basically like taking all your classes AP. And then you also have to do like community service and extra projects. Um, And that's something that I wanted to avoid at first because I saw him going through it and I saw how much work it was. And I was like, that looks so stressful. Um, My brother is five years older than me. So I saw him going through it years before. And I knew I had that option to do the IB program at a different school, but I just thought it would be too much for me. But by the end of my freshman year at this other school, I was just realizing maybe I do need to fill my time up more, even though like maybe I should do the IB program, even though it might stress me out, at least maybe I would be more fulfilled intellectually. So I started to have that realization that I just needed to be challenged more in order to feel a bit more useful and purposeful. So yeah, basically I applied to be in the IB program at the other school. And this was wrapping up the the school year of my freshman year of uh, high school. So yeah, I ended up leaving that high school and joining the IB program at a different one. And it took some time to like readjust and make new friends, but I definitely made better friends there. People who were more like me and it was a more diverse high school and there were more international students. And I just, I think I get on better with people like that. So I made better friendships. I felt more accepted there. And 
the schoolwork that I started having, it just challenged me more and it helped me help me feel more myself. Um, yeah, I like to be challenged. And so over the next year or two at that school, I felt so much better. And I think maybe even my depression went away for a little bit or most of it went away. Maybe I had some times of sadness or heartbreak, um, but for the most part, I did so much better when I transferred high schools. And it came back basically in my freshman year of college. So you can see a bit of a pattern here that I guess me starting over as a freshman, I don't like to feel, I don't like to be the new person really. I feel much more myself when I'm like more of a senior at wherever I'm working or studying. I like to feel like the older one who knows all of the like all of the, um, I don't know. I just like, I just feel more myself when I have a foundation of like an, a social network. And when I know how to get around the school and I know all of the different, what I can't think of the word, just like when you know where you, I don't know. Ah, okay. Words. I think you guys know what I'm saying. Um, just being a freshman is very intimidating for me and so in college I started feeling it the most in my second semester spring semester after marching band right so it's like you know marching band really takes up a lot of time and can be pretty fun so I was fine during that I think um, I was actually getting over a very big heartbreak from high school so that was a bit of a source of sadness and loneliness. And then I also had another guy who I met in college who ended up like not cheating, but yeah, we weren't even officially going out, but like he basically made me feel special. And then he ended up like dating someone else and wine siding. I don't know. It wasn't that big of a deal, but it definitely got to me. And then also I was doing physics, which was a very hard subject and I had never studied it before. So uh, I got like a C my first semester and I even struggled to get just a C. So that was uh, a bit hard for my ego, I guess. But really it was my spring semester of college when again, I started to feel very out of place and I felt like I was struggling to fit in because again it's like so many people around me just wanted a party and they just you know I was like a starseed and this is before I knew about spirituality so it, I hadn't found my community yet where I really found people who thought like me and who wanted to talk about stuff like starseeds you know I hadn't found that yet and so I really struggled to find people who I connected with and I guess, as you can see, this is a big recurring theme throughout my life and something I still feel, but at least I have my spiritual community now. But anyways, um, yeah, I started to feel a lot of depression again in that spring semester. And I remember talking to my brother about it and he started 
telling me about this book he read about cognitive behavioral therapy, I think. Yeah. So I read a little bit of it. And then he also recommended that I start therapy. I was resistant to it again, but eventually I did go to the counseling center because I just couldn't take it anymore. I was starting to have really bad thoughts and I was like, I need to do this. So I went to the counseling center and um, found a counselor. It may have taken a couple of weeks because in general, at least at my school and other colleges I know, public colleges, it could take like three weeks to get your first appointment. And that really sucks. That needs to be fixed because it's like you're having really bad thoughts and you go to the counseling center and you think they'll help. And then they're just like, sorry, um, we don't have an appointment for about a month. You can come back then, right? Like that is so useless. Anyways, so I did end up getting a counselor or therapist. She was okay. Not the best therapist, but at least it was something. So I'm glad I at least started that. And I think I had met with that therapist till, I don't know how many times, um, probably four or five times until the end of my freshman year. But then um, my mental health, I guess it was okay-ish during the summer. And then sophomore year of college, it definitely hit again a lot in the fall semester. And I remember having a night where I just really had bad thoughts and some suicidal thoughts and it was hitting so bad. I called like the hotline that you call, but there were like 30 people in line ahead of me. And I'm not sure I even ended up talking to someone, but somehow I survived that night. And the next morning I just realized I have to do something about this. So I can't remember if I was seeing a therapist or not, but what I did do was, I don't know who I talked to about this. Maybe my parents suggested that I try medication because my dad had told me he takes medication for his mood or something. And my mom also told me she takes anti-anxiety medication. So basically I think I like signed up for a doctor's appointment and started medication. So I started an antidepressant first medication that I had tried for my mental health and it worked. I mean, at first it definitely lifted my mood. And I mean, there's the placebo effect of course, but it helped a bit at first. It at least like helped me get through another few weeks. But what I did notice is that I started to have anxiety And basically I was taking sertraline, which like helps you release more serotonin in your brain. But the thing is, if you have too much serotonin, it can end up leading to anxiety. Don't quote me on this, but this has been my experience with it. And also my mom has experienced this. Um, So I started to have panic attacks for the first time in my life. I had two that I vividly remember. And... I continued taking the medication. I took it for like four or five months total, but I definitely noticed that I was having anxiety for the first time in my life. And I did not like that. So I just thought, you know what? I 
don't want to take this if I'm going to have panic attacks. Like the panic attacks were really bad. Like if you have ever had one, it is one of the scariest things you'll ever experience. So I was like, I would rather not have these and deal with my depression. So I stopped taking that medication and I think I started with another therapist in like January of 2019. Yeah. So I started with a therapist and I ended up working with her for a whole year, which I think was pretty helpful, but I also didn't really improve that much in that entire year, except, okay, wait, except in 2019, I had my spiritual awakening, of course, which um, happened February, February of that year. And when you have a spiritual awakening, I mean, it is so blissful and that definitely elevated my mood for like a few months. So I guess at that point I would have said like, yeah, I feel so much better. Like I'm connected to everything. I'm connected to nature. I can manifest, I can use the law of attraction. And also I had felt like I finally found a community of people like me. And so that also gave me such a boost in my mental health. But then I had what would be called the dark night of the soul, which is something that a lot of people who have a spiritual awakening end up having maybe like three to six months down the road after you've gone through your like rabbit hole of watching videos of spirituality and law of attraction, you know, after you get all of that out of your system and after you experience all the bliss of having this awakened soul, you know, eventually most people, I think, start to like that bliss starts to go away. It becomes more normal, I guess. You just, you know, life starts to feel less special because now you're used to it. So, and then I don't know, things just kind of, for me, I definitely got pretty sad in that summer. Also because I was doing an internship that was nine to five every day for 10 weeks or so. And I didn't enjoy it that much because I was inside on a computer staring at the screen and I mean, it looked great on my resume to be working there. I was making some money, but I hated it. I really came to hate it. And I really came to feel so unfulfilled because I didn't like what I was doing. And I think this is also when I realized I didn't want to do like scientific research anymore. I didn't want to do physics anymore. And I realized I don't like to be on a computer and I don't like to be inside all day staring at a screen and barely talking to anyone because that makes me even more depressed. So I think, yeah, this is when I realized that I wanted to do more, um, like talk to people more and have more interpersonal communication. Yeah. So this is when I think I started to change my major to psychology, which definitely made me feel better that I finally was like figuring myself out a bit more and what I wanted to do. But yeah, that internship like really unfulfilled me and just made my mental health kind of, you know, I'm very sensitive to the work that I do. So if I'm doing something that doesn't fulfill me, I can't just power through. I can't. 
I can't. Okay. Don't tell me to power through. <laughs> Some people can, if they just like really need the money. But for me, it's going to make me even more depressed for me to do something that doesn't fulfill me. So it like literally threatens my mental health. And that's why I'm very picky with the jobs that I do. That's literally why I don't have a job right now, like a consistent income. I do have my coaching business and I am applying for other jobs, but yeah, if I'm at a job that doesn't fulfill me and just makes me feel like I hate my life, I can't, I can't, can't do it. I guess if it really came down to it, like if I had no other way of survival, I would do it. But if I do have somewhat of an option, which I realize is a privilege, then I can't do something that like threatens my mental health because I'm just literally could start like harming myself because of that. And that's not worth it. That is not worth it for me. Anyways, I was working with a therapist for the year of 2019. I had that dark night of the soul that came kind of like halfway through the year and I became really depressed again in the fall. I definitely remember having some really hard days and nights. And even when I switched to my psychology major, I remember the first few weeks or two, two to three weeks of changing my major. I cried like every day after I came home from class, even in the parking lot, even on the way to my car, because I was still struggling to find people in person at my school who I related to. Like all I had were the YouTubers who I watched about spirituality, you know, Lior, Lior Alexandra, Aaron Dowdy, right? They made me feel like I had a community, but they were online and they weren't even my friends. So I really wanted people who were into spirituality. I really needed more friendships where I could like nerd out about those things on. And this was before I made a TikTok in 2020 where I finally found a community. But yeah, so I was struggling at the time, fall of 2019. And I was still working with a therapist. And look, this just goes to show that I feel like a lot of people, when they're trying to be helpful, like talking to someone who has mental health issues and they're like, oh, well, you just need a therapist. Just get a therapist and then that'll fix everything. Like that's basically what I hear a lot. And it irks me because it doesn't like, you can throw a therapist at someone who has a mental health issue. It's not necessarily going to fix it. It can help, but I know this deep down that to really, to really improve your mental health, if you have something like depression, or anxiety, it has to come from within. You have to be the one to start like conquering those thoughts and really putting effort into it. You have to be the one who wants to change. And the thing is, when you have something like depression or anxiety, it's not that easy because you're having like the depression and anxiety, they take away from your energy. They make you think differently. And look, I have tried... I'm, I'm talking um, about this because I'm still struggling with my depression and I've had it for eight years and I've had a spiritual awakening and I've worked with three therapists and I've tried, I've journaled, I've learned meditation, I've practiced meditation for years. I have studied psychology. I have 
um, made fitness a priority where I really take care of my, my body and I work out and I do cardio and strength training and I try to eat really well. And I've taken, started taking supplements like magnesium supplements, because apparently that can help with depression, but still, I am like still ending up in this place where I feel flawed and I feel hopeless. And I still have really bad depressive episodes some nights where I feel so alone and like, I don't want to be here. And sometimes I wake up in the morning and I just want to go back to sleep and I don't want to live. And that is just the reality of it. And there's something called treatment resistant depression. I don't think we know that much about it, but look, ultimately I realize that it is up to me to want to fix this and want to get better. But the thing is the depression takes away so much energy for me to even want to try. And especially when you've been trying for eight years, it just gets harder. It, it feels like it's harder. And I know that if I found a therapist who like, hopefully I could find someone who's better than the past therapists that I've had, not to discount the work that I did with them, but, um, I don't think I really have found the right therapist to help me at a deep, really deep level. And hopefully I will find that soon. And hopefully I can report back to you guys and say that I'm doing better, but you can't just like throw a therapist at someone and think that that's going to fix everything because ultimately it is up to the person. And I know that, and it's a hard reality to face. Oh, I never really defined depression, but basically it's like when you lose motivation to do things that you once cared about before, you know, even to do passions that you were once like super excited about. For me, photography, it used to be banned, like playing my clarinet. And then content creation was a passion for mine. And I've just lost some motivation for that. And, you know, another symptom is that you start to isolate yourself more. You don't want to be around people as much. Um, you can lose your appetite or sometimes your appetite can go up. Your sleep can be disrupted. Uh, for me, my sleep has been fine, pretty fine for the most part, but I wake up tired and I just don't have that much motivation these days. And there's other things too, but mostly it's like a lack of energy and a feeling of hopelessness. Those are probably the main things for me. And um, I, the other thing I wanted to say was like, I think when you're working with therapists for years, I think it's important to take breaks because sometimes I think with Western psychotherapy, and I mentioned this in a previous episode, you can get too focused on yourself so much to where like you're hyper-focused on yourself and your thoughts. And so it's like not healthy, it, you know, it starts to take it out of a healthy boundary to how much you're like thinking about yourself and your thoughts. So in my opinion, I think it's really important to have breaks when you're doing therapy for several months or years. And so that's what I have done. Um, I have not had a therapist for a year, which has probably been a bit too long, to be honest, but there have been times during therapy where I just really felt like I needed a break and look, not all therapists are created or are like 
have equal talents and there are some bad therapists out there or maybe not necessarily bad, but just like therapists who can end up like kind of making things worse or not giving the right tools or yeah, just like leading you down the wrong direction. But there are some great therapists out there for sure. And I don't want to discount therapy. I think everyone should try it, to be honest, um, unless like you really don't need it. But I think it can be super helpful. But I know that I needed breaks sometimes. And maybe that's just because I didn't have the right therapist that I felt like I needed a break. Maybe if I did have the right one that I really got on with and um, saw myself improving with that I wouldn't need a break. But yeah, I don't know. (laughs) This is why I'm so interested in psychology and personal growth and mental health is because I struggle with it. And that's what keeps me going is like, because of the pain I go through, I want to help other people and I want to get to the root of it. And I think I spend a lot of time thinking about this, about like how to really live a happier life and uh, how to prevent these things in the first place from happening. And that's why I'm so interested in spirituality and being more grounded and more connected to nature and reprogramming yourself. Um, and yeah, I've, I've tried to reprogram myself, although I haven't worked with like an NLP coach or therapist. So maybe that's something to try. I know I haven't tried everything, but I feel like I've tried so many things and I feel like I keep ending up here and it's very discouraging. And it just honestly sometimes feels like no one else gets it unless I'm talking to someone, a friend who has depression. It just, you know, it's hard to find people who can relate to you and really understand what you're going through. I made a TikTok about this like a month ago where I said, you know, maybe you don't need to find other people who fully understand you and your story because they never will. No one else is going to understand your story completely because they haven't been through it. They haven't seen it through your eyes. They haven't felt what your nervous system has felt. So what's the point of trying to find people who will relate and be able to fully understand the only person who will fully understand you is yourself so I guess you have to honor that and I've gotten back into journaling which has helped I think journaling is a way to feel more understood because at least you're talking to yourself and yourself knows what you're going through so that can be helpful but it's like I don't know. You can try all these things, acupuncture, fitness, nutrition, supplements, therapy, medications, and still end up here. And I know I'm not the only one. And it's like, I don't want to complain about it, but this is, this is what I'm going through. This is where I'm at. And mental health is a big topic and a big issue these days. And I don't think it's a coincidence that so many people in my generation are going through it. I mean, at a deep level, um, through my spirituality, this, like, what I really think is happening is that starseeds and lightworkers are coming 
to this planet and they're being born here and they are much, much more sensitive to everything. And when you're more sensitive to everything, I think that is, that's something that can contribute to getting mental health issues. Like when you're very sensitive, you know, it relates to both depression and anxiety because you're sensitive to all the negative things in the world and you're sensitive to things that people say about you or to you or you know with anxiety you're sensitive to like sounds and triggers um so yeah like being sensitive can really I don't know how to say this um a lot of people who have mental health issues are sensitive people and that's not a coincidence and I think that the earth is like going through a big up leveling or kind of more so uprooting I don't know obviously you can see on the news that so many so many bad things are happening out there but hopefully this is like laying the groundwork for a whole new maybe like some sort of revolution I don't know (laughs) I don't want a big war or anything I just think a lot of things are coming to to our um, focus, you know, coming out about society, all these things that were hidden before, maybe. And hopefully we're going to see a lot of change, a lot of positive change in the future. But it it kind of like has to get worse before it gets better. You know, when you start cleaning up a mess and you start cleaning your room and it kind of gets messier as you're cleaning, but, you know, ultimately it's going to end up a lot cleaner and tidier. So anyways, we've got all these light workers and star seeds being incarnated here. And I think a lot of them are, they're the younger generation and they're more sensitive. And because they're more sensitive, it's like harder (laughs) to be mentally healthy on a planet like this when everything, with everything that's happening and with how the food system works and how connected or well let's say how disconnected we are from nature I mean really like there are so many things about how we live in this society that really lay the ground for a lot of people having mental health issues so it's not just certain individuals who are having mental health issues it's like it's a worldwide thing that's happening where more sensitive people are being born and they're more sensitive to all these issues in our society, physical, mental, spiritual. So yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's, that's what I think. So at least, you know, thinking about it that way, it gives me some peace knowing that like, Hopefully this is all for the better and I would rather be more sensitive because at least then I can experience happier things at a deeper level and I can experience nature at a deeper level and love and all those things, but it's a, it's a double-edged sword. And yeah, this was my episode about therapy and mental health and what I'm going through it's a lot of facing your own ego when it comes to 
working on things like your anxiety or depression or OCD. It's a lot of facing your own ego and realizing when you need help. And I know I need a therapist and hopefully I will find a good one soon. And here's to the mindset of keep on swimming, keep on swimming, keep on trying. And hopefully, you know, this is all for a bigger reason. Okay. That was a lot. This was a very deep episode, but this is, this is life. And this is what a lot of people go through. And it's important to talk about. If you related to this episode, if you also are going through something with your mental health, feel free to reach out to me. We can talk about it. I'm not a licensed therapist or anything, so I can't give like professional advice, but I can definitely relate. And I I hope that this helped in some way. Maybe if you know someone who's going through this, if this did speak to you on a deep level, I would love to know Uh, if you want to message me, if you want to share this on your Instagram stories, share this with someone else who might be going through depression or anxiety. That would mean a lot to me. And that's it for this episode. You can always let me know if you want me to cover a specific topic. You can email me, you can message me on Instagram. And I hope to talk to you guys next time.